Hey everybody, welcome into the Haven Podcast. You could be listening to anything else in the world right now, but you are listening to me, and I appreciate that. I hope you all have had an amazing work week and an even better, sexier weekend on tap, and I hope uh, that Memorial Weekend worked out great for you. Um, on this week's video game focused episode, we got I, I got treats for you. Everyone's getting little treats. Oh, little birdie, open your mouth. I got a little little treat for you. Oh, oh, you want a little treat? Got something for you. It is officially E3 season. E3 is coming, folks. Whispers, rumors, news galore. Would you like any more of a hyped up fucking intro? To get you balls or your vagina, not a sexist, in a tizzy. Because that's what we got on tap for you. So much shit today. And real quick before we jump into it, um, I have to say personally, it has been an insane, uh, what, 20, has it been 24 hours? Let's say uh, 48 hours. I like to overestimate. Um, not just personally, but with this, these industries that I cover. So personally, I... I am excited to announce that I've accepted a, a new position, a new job, if you will. No, I will not tell you serial killers out there that would like to wear my face what that job is, but that I will be a public servant moving forward. So very, very excited about that opportunity and that the missus and I uh, will also be relocating as well. And this is all going down in the confines of literally the next 30 days. So we found out all this news again not even 15 minutes apart yesterday so a lot of different emotions a lot of different thoughts really exciting but then you kind of write down the task list of what you need to get done to make this uh move happen and these changes occur as flawlessly you hope as possible and it's just like holy shit uh fuck that's that's a big list and then you keep adding shit to it so very very excited about that personally but i'm also very very excited about the video game world as well and of course on the backbones, if you will, of all this, video game leaks up the ass today. It feels like this is becoming a trend, and I'm sure this is not the first time these words sound familiar to you. But on a Thursday, everything and their and their mom leaks. Well, that sounds kind of gross now that I say it out loud. Send it better in my head. But the floodgates are open again. I'm not helping. However, it's just shit everywhere. Uh, damn it, that's a little same different way, but still the kind of the same mindset. Things are crazy. And I love it. I can't wait to talk about it. And um, also on the back end of it as well, a little teasy tease, if you will, for this week's upcoming um, TV and film or movie focused episode as well. I have three reviews definitely for you coming down the pike, maybe four. I'm trying to work out some details, but I think it will be four, but I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to say four. Oh my God. I just got attacked by a hanger. Um, I'm going to say four. It puts me in the puts, puts Danny in the corner. To, to deliver and no one puts Danny in the corner. So with that said, we have, I'm going to have my official reviews for you guys on this Monday's upcoming episode um, of Brightburn. We're going to, I'm going to have my review for John Wick three uh, Parabell- Parabellum Parabellum. I'm going to, I'm going to call it Portabella. It sounds better to me. Makes little to no sense, but that's what I'm going to go with. Cause I can be an illiterate bastard sometimes. And then I also have my reviews for rocket man, um, which I'm going to try to go see Saturday morning-ish or so, which I'm very, very, very excited about to see. Um, hopefully it can wash out that continued disgusting taste that I have in my mouth still from Bohemian Rhapsody. And then last but certainly not least, um, I will have my review for King Kong or King Kong. 
<laughs> fuck that one up, Danny. For Godzilla, King of Monsters, which so far per Rotten Tomato doesn't seem to be a good movie, but we shall see. I will give you my verdict. I'm going to go see that tomorrow morning. I'm recording uh, this week's video game episode here on Thursday, late, late afternoon, um, just because I was waiting for the, f- hopefully, all the freaking news of the video game industry to slow down a little bit. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if right now as I speak, someone broke something else, but um, let's try to back into focus, if you will, and let's focus and talk about the world, the amazing world, I should say, of video games. So with that said, our first topic on today's episode, <sighs> Microsoft and Xbox, and I'm going to throw him in there because I think I'm officially and unofficially a part of the Phil Spencer cult, is X, they, they, oh, they are killing it. They're just, oh my God. They... Uh, so the news was that Xbox officially unveiled that Game Pass is coming to PC. They're going to talk more details about it at um, their E3 conference coming up here in what, like pushing a week or so. Um, it's not going to be this Sunday, but next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. And they just keep rolling out the punches. A couple people had some leaks prior or not. This has kind of been rumored for a while. So it's not a huge surprise that it's coming, but it's nice when you see rumors and they full fledged come out. And then people had some reporting on the back end of this, meaning that if you're an ultimate game pass member, which is Microsoft's new thing that they're doing, where for 15 bucks a month, every month, or you can go get it for six months or a year. That's basically one, um, one sub that collects your game pass as well as your xbox live gold into one so if you have that then this will be uh, another feature that you can access on your pc at no additional cost and it's just again part of their ecosystem of the xbox universe and their continuation to muddle and mud the lines of pc console and just what we think of in the video game industry which i've been on record i've talked about it i absolutely adore this i absolutely love this so this is just great to hear again we'll have more full-fledged details at e3 this year and just just so much stuff to like and on the piggybacking on that and this may sound like a weird transition but just just stick with me it'll pay off we had reported leaks earlier this week and we talked about it on last week's episode with all the bullshit and just weirdness of call of duty happening in the background and their turmoil within the studios apologies if you hear a dog barking in the background i am upstairs he is not neglected he is just a selfish little prick and that's about it but i still adore his little furry face but my point being um we had it come out so the new or the studio that is working on this year's incarnation of call of duty's infinity award um and then triarch got the bad end of the stick and kind of fledged into making next year's however this was leaked at hey they were going to have a showcase like a trailer announcement for the new call of duty for this year um this past thursday at 10 a.m so today at 10 a.m which they did so they released a trailer and again, I'm not a Call of Duty fan, haven't been for a very, very long time. It's weird they're calling it Modern Warfare. It's, it seems like a soft reboot of that series, if you will, and, and that's fine. But I have to say, I got to give credit where credit's due. This game, visually, and they say this is actual gameplay, so take that for what it's worth, to me looked fucking gorgeous. It looked so good that I wanted to buy it. I want to play it. Um, I doubt that I will because I came back to reality a little bit shortly after the the hype of that happened. I just don't care for their business practices and what Activision represents. I understand that's not the fault of the developer and the people that work so hard on these projects. But again, I got to vote with my wallet. And 
wow it, it still looks amazing though i have to give them that they're using a brand new engine that will be used for call of duties preceding this or excuse me moving forward and it yeah it just looks so good lots going on i don't know what it's about they showed this pierce price guy that's been a mainstay in this series for the last couple of years so he's back in the game so i don't know it sounds like a reboot to me of sorts like a soft reboot um but yeah it looks absolutely tremendous they've been working on this engine that uh for about five years or so and yeah i mean holy crap like i was not expecting and it looks really really good now the big thing that came out of this and this is how it ties to our first topic about xbox phil um we're such good friends i'm on a first name basis with him now if you guys don't know that um and microsoft is killing it and as a official to unofficial member of the cult of phil in this uh, um information leak about this game and their unveiling they said like no at launch there's going to be cross-platform play between xbox pc and playstation just just take a quick second let that let that seep in for a moment regardless if you love or hate this franchise it is a franchise that still makes over pretty much half a billion dollars a year every time it comes out and it has no signs of slowing down even though that's apparently not enough for activists just think about that for a second that arguably the biggest franchise in the video game industry that's still selling units is going cross-platform play I mean, this is the catalyst here. I'm telling you, when you have a game that sells and makes as much money as this does year in and year out, for that studio to be like, nope, we're going with this, and Activision to give the green light, this is fucking huge. To me, this is the catalyst that opens up the floodgates. Again, we're talking about moisture. That just takes this idea of cross-platform play to another level. And when I say the cult of Phil and that whole deal, I mean, I hope... I haven't really seen it, but I hope it's legit that he gets the credit that he deserves where he has single-handedly now had an initiative that he has preached, talked about, and pushed and continues to push. And he's not even close to being done with it yet, in my opinion, of cross-platform play regardless. And I think he deserves 110% of the credit to do this. That he is the reason. Phil Spencer is the reason the video game industry has changed. It is it's official to me. Some may say, "Oh, you're just you're just fucking dick riding them. You're going overboard. Let's see how it does." No, no, no. All the logistics, all keyboard and mouse versus control. I get all that. I really do. And it's not going to be perfect just because Call of Duty's adapting it this year. But this is to me the 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 final push that we need to kind of go downhill with the truck here now, and more and more people are going to do this unless something weird happens and there's some kind of scandal. I don't know what it could be. I I have no Danny Domus predictions in regards to that yet. This is it, and he has. I mean, you have to put Phil Spencer up there now with like the greats that have come before him that have led these video game companies into the modern age. And I think that's more than appropriate. It's not being hyperbolic. It's not overdoing it. Like he has changed the fucking video game industry and the landscape as we know it with not just his push for cross-platform play, but, but everything else underneath the sun, like his initiatives within the Xbox brand. So um, again, game looks great. 
And I think my larger point more than anything else is, yeah, I will take that Phil Spencer dick all day and night. <laughs> because if this is what the future looks like as far as gaming goes, and hopefully there's no sleazy, messed up stuff attached to it, I mean, time will tell. I mean, it's probably going to be something. And I don't know if it's from Xbox, Phil, or someone else. This is fucking incredible. And as long as it's done in a way that... You know, it was always indie titles that kind of took the mantle about this a little bit. But you had big games like Fortnite that did it, right? Um, I still actually don't know if Fortnite... Oh, no, Fortnite is cross-platform play between Xbox and PS4 now, finally, after that whole upheaval. It's just kind of like, hey, adapt or die. Either you're with us or you're going to be left behind, so figure it out. It's on you. And this is just so incredible and amazing to see. And I'm so excited for the video game, where the video game future lies and, and the road we're traveling and going to. Um, so I cannot wait. And, you know, um, this is on a little side note kind of attached to this. This is a massive E3, I think, for Microsoft and Xbox as a brand. They're going to be kind of the only game in town most most of the time, or for the most part. Square Enix and UB are still doing their uh, conferences on Monday, which is great. And then Bethesda goes Sunday evening. But Microsoft, like Nintendo's doing like their typical direct, which is great. And then PlayStation's like, hey, we're not going to be there. We're not even doing a little showcase at all. So all eyes are going to be on a huge... This is a huge platform, a huge spotlight for Xbox. And I think Phil Spencer understands and recognizes that. So my height meter, my expectations are probably unrealistically through the roof. and But I think he's going to hit that mark. He's going to rise to that and above. I really, really do. And I think they had a great showing last year. And I think it's just going to continue that, that momentum and that mindset moving forward. And I know on next week's uh, episode or weekly episode of the video game po- of the Haven podcast, I'll... I will give my official predictions and thoughts and feels that will just be focused all on that for E3. And so when we come back the following Friday, I will see if I'm going to eat crow or how off I'm off, how bad I'm off with my predictions. We shall, we shall put it mm, to the test. Um, so yeah, just amazing stuff across the board. Now, with that said, let's move on to some other topics. And you know, I'm sitting here talking about. No, I don't want to create an event. What is your problem? Anywho, so speaking of video game leaks, one studio that I have become particularly fond of, so much in fact, I gave them the Haven Podcast's annual second place, the runner-up spot, if you will, and it was more like 1B, let's be honest here, for my game of the year for 2018, and that was Divinity Original Sin 2, their development house, Larian Studios, which is just, oh my god amazing they tweeted out a picture today on their official twitter of like uh roman numeral three kind of jacked up a little bit so people are like boom it's the next divinity or maybe it's their divinity spinoff game they're working on the XCOM version of it but the look and feel of it's kind of different so people started data mining and through the source code they found that there's reference to what this game might be i hope that this is true because as soon as I read this, it was I literally saw this right before I saw John Wick today, and I just I just came all over the place. Good thing no one was around me or in that row, because it would have been horrible and disgusting for them. But I instantly came. The rumor is they are developing a true sequel to Baldur's Gate 3. For those that don't know what that is, originally famed with Bioware, Baldur's Gate is the epitome of RPGs. And this, I, I would see as no exception to that. 
I can't think of a better studio off the top of my head that is more fitting and more what's the word I'm looking for and more more fitting more capable and more deserving of such a historic IP and it's an IP that's been dormant for a while I think the Boulder's Gate they've done spinoffs and stuff and remakes and things of that nature and that's great but a true fledged sequel to it hasn't been done for a while um, I think since 2000 if I'm remembering my dates correctly and they I think if this is legit my hype meter for this game and it could have been any game but because it's Boulder's Gate it just takes it to a whole nother level for me this idea that they are just going to oh my god it's going to be fucking awesome if they do this like I have so much faith in the world for this people I'm very curious though and I had trouble finding it I have no idea who currently owns the IP for Baldur's Gate um, meaning I don't know who's publishing this I don't know if it's something they're doing via crowdfunding I don't know if it's something that they're partnering with a certain publisher to develop and stuff like that a hard time finding it because I thought it was going to be Bioware but I couldn't actually see that so uh, I'm very curious about that but they they teased it so we should know more uh hopefully at e3 or leading up to it and everything like that so uh fingers crossed but i cannot wait for their next game and the fact that it's this ip that's so deserving of a continuation because it's an amazing history um is is very very exciting to me at least personally so now speaking of excitement slash disappointment um we had it teased on their official twitter page so square enix for those that um may not be in the loop about it they struck a deal with marvel um, a couple years ago to develop an avengers game we got a teaser for it showed like the hulk's glasses off to the side caps uh a hammer or hammer yeah i did say it um i'm so used to the avengers movies we saw cap shield and stuff very cgi brief tease teaser right pretty standard pro and they've been quiet they've been in the dark since then and then we heard some leaks come out of like oh this is going to be like a games as a service like avengers meets destiny kind of sort of thing so okay cool so as we move along here they they said hey get ready we're going to be showcasing this game finally at e3 this year at the square enix presser um to, in what capacity and how much that remains to be seen but that seems to be the word and and they've officially confirmed it so since that's come out <clears throat> today there was a couple people that did leak some stuff in regards to what they're hearing about it and, and this is the thing about this industry especially with e3 coming up there's only a handful of people that i think work in the games industry like developers specifically where they're like no keep things fucking quiet don't tease anything i don't want shit to leak i want everyone to be surprised but then there's so many people that work on these games that they get drunk they go out they all mingle all these reporters and developers are all fucking drinking the juice all that shit um and they talk they, they talk to each other because they're i think they're just genuinely excited i think these people are working on these projects like oh do we just see what we're fucking working on like okay okay i'll give you a bit okay i'll give you another bit off the record off the record you know shit like that so that's kind of another situation we're kind of seeing play out here with this so the new avengers game is going to be a games as a service it looks like so again that destiny 2 type of model division 2 etc that kind of shit warframe etc um they did say however and this is where i got excited this is the exciting part where they said there's going to be heavy rpg factors to the game so you have these heroes it's up to four players you you go through the storyline and then from there as you level up you gain new abilities so we've seen that before but you can tweak how each character is so i assume like what essentially they're going to do and this depends on you as a listener how this makes you feel 
they'll have a situation where like you have the hulk okay you can spec the hulk when you level up to be a tank or he can be a dpser or he could be you know stuff of that nature um and what have you so that in itself gets me excited it really does however i see games as a service and this is a, a just forewarning a little mini rant uh coming in to me <laughs> games as a service is a substitute and a different way of calling an orange an orange so in this case calling instead of calling it an mmo they call it games as a service because for some reason people are are just feel dirty about mmos and i'm sure there's some diehards out there like oh mmos though they're this or massive multi I, I get it i understand it but its core essence of what it's about and what it represents is what a games as a service is the difference is they call it games as a service because again mmo has a dirty name to it a different or a dirty has a negative um level to it right okay and also, it's their way of saying, hey, you cheap fucks out there that didn't want to pay for subscription services anymore, here's this for you. Everything's free. All of the new content's free. But we're going to fuck you over the barrel with the microtransactions that are kind of sleazy. And I'm sure this is going to be nothing but cosmetic microtransactions. There won't be loot boxes, pay to win, none of that shit. But it's going to be cosmetic. And they'll say, you can get it in-game and... Then the question becomes, okay, how much do I have to play and grind for to get this premium currency in game? Like, I don't want any weird cash shop situations for a fucking Marvel game. Just give me the fucking game. And if it's great and you have content, I will give you 10 bucks a month every month for a subscription service. I, I don't see what the big fucking deal is. As long as the game's there and it's worth it, you can fucking cancel. It's perfectly fine. Um, and then come back to it like, I don't know, World of Warcraft as an example. So, and this comes back to my thing with the games as a service. Unless there, it shocks me that these people, and don't forget, one of the creative directors supposedly on this project was the gentleman that worked on Division 1. And he left shortly after the game released and pivoted over, pivot, um, to this project. And they've brought in a lot of talented people. In fact, the studio that makes uh, Deus Ex, the latest, or the, the first one, I believe, and I think the first two Tomb Raiders, you may have to check my work on that. They're working on this. So a lot of talented, gifted people that I'm sure are more than excited to team up with Marvel and, and work on this is, did they learn anything? Did they do an anthem? And when they were in the development uh, meetings and they're kind of going through the, the motions here, did they look to any other games as a service as inspiration or better yet, this is what we should not do to avoid these pitfalls? That I mean, that's going to be the proof's going to be in the pudding on that one. That remains to be seen. Um, but it's kind of the thing. I know Division Two has kind of changed that narrative. Destiny Two has quite a bit, but that, again, that's you know, it's a different topic. But that's all bullshit of how they went upon doing it. But is this game going to follow the same road and same trends that all these first-time games as service companies do? where they're going to have not enough content, where people are going to breeze through it. And when I mean not enough content, I'm not talking about the MMO yahoos out there, the ones where the level cap is 60 and there's actually a good amount of content and they just neglect their family and their kittens and, you know, they just play the game and then they start yelling on forums, like, not enough stuff for me to do. And it's like, dude, we gave you like a year's worth of fucking content. You burned through it in a month. Like, how are we supposed to do that? Like, you know, that unreasonable ask. 
But we've seen that with a lot of these games as a service, right? Where the content is not there. The end game is completely lacking. And again, instead of them looking to other games in that genre, they ignore it for some reason. Or better yet, how about you just go study the history of MMOs? Because it's the same fucking thing at the end of the day. It really is, people. You're just fucking nickeling and diming people in the process of doing it. That's all it is. So that's my biggest worry and fear with this game is that it sounds great on the outside destiny kind of style uh meets avengers oh my god that sounds like a wet dream to me but again if i play this game is it going to be lack of end game content is it going to be like hey you want the new spider-man black suit okay cool it's going to be premium this premium that and it's just like oh god can i just unlock this by doing something special and everything i just want to enjoy a kick-ass marvel video game with my friends i don't think that's too much to ask for but i guess if all else fails there is marvel ultimate alliance 3 coming to the switch which looks amazing so we shall see so that's kind of my rant or my mindset about it but we'll know more on monday june the 10th at e3 and you know we're gonna be talking about and covering all the happenings of e3 as it goes so as we approach here the end game of this episode um god i don't watch that movie again all this marvel talk and Endgame and Fat Thor. Brilliant. I love it. But that's not why you listen right now at the moment. Um, I have two reviews for you guys today. So my first one that I want to do and touch on, um, it's going to be mostly negative. I will give you the heads up beforehand. Um, My second review is going to be the polar opposite and extremely positive. So very excited for that. So let's let's get the bad news out of the way. So my first review here is about a little free to play game called Dauntless. Uh, this came out last week. I've spent way too much time with this game, unfortunately. Um, and it's a free-to-play game, and the essence of it is basically uh, an Americanized-looking version and feel, if you will, of um, basically Monster Hunter World. That's what it is. Um, the art style of it, I've seen people compare it to Fortnite, and I get that. And it does have a lot of DNA of that, to be honest. But there are also a lot of character models that remind me so much of Star Wars, the Old Republic, the MMO. It's kind of was like kind of jarring, to be honest with you. So this game has been since 2018 in beta access, worked on the PC crowd. So this game comes out kind of a quick announcement and release, which is okay. I can dig that. So it comes out, and their big claim to fame, or one of it, is they're all in on cross-platform play. So I will give credit where credit's due on this as far as positives. This was fucking awesome. I loved just walking around into the player hub and playing the game and seeing the little icon of someone on PC or on PlayStation, Xbox, etc. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, it, it just it just felt like... It felt new and different, but it's like, yeah, this should have, this should have been like this for like ever. Like, what, what's, what took them so long to do this? Like, this is just ridiculous. Um, so that's my positive with it. Um, other than that, this game to me is a the biggest piece of shit, and it's a waste of my time. I'll never get back. This is a version of Monster Hunter World for brain-dead people. These are for individuals that don't, I think want a good game they want a very casual focus game and that's what this game is to me and they released their stuff six million people played this game i'm not sure how much of that is concurrent players but they've played it they put a lot of fucking time in per the stats that the developer released and 
kind of going through the backstory, it looks like they started development on this before World occurred or during. And because of the size of the Monster Hunter World team, they were able to get it out quicker. And then this was kind of like, oh, we're indie and stuff. So I, I get that, the whole indie thing. But you decided to go to a free-to-play game, okay? And you know, that's going to attract more people, which, you know, makes sense. But the microtransactions in this are just fucking vomit-inducing. It's so in-your-face. Um, every time you go to the player hub next to every vendor... It's literally, oh, oh, did you mistakenly click on this cash shop? Literally every vendor right next to them is quick access to the fucking shop to buy microtransactions and their hunter's pass shit. And the game itself is is very similar story-wise to Monster Hunter. You go to this world, you're shot down, and all of a sudden, oh, what's this? You're in this world and you gotta be, you're a slayer. So they call you a slayer instead of a hunter. And you go through and you just hunt monsters, right? So what this game does that makes it such a mind-fucking clusterfuck, pardon the F-bombs. Like, this game was just not fun for me. I had I did not have a good time with this game. Um, and I'm sure that, like, you can hear that. It is beyond grind. It, it's, you know, with video games, you see it very frequently with really lazy design or very basic eye design. Maybe that's more appropriate where you see them like, okay, we're going to teach you about materials and crafting mats. Okay, that's cool. Um, okay, so now we're going to teach you how to make a health potion. I don't know why I'm talking like George Lucas. Um, you're like, okay, show me how to make a health potion. Okay, go on a hunt. Go on a quest. You got to go hunt for the materials. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay, I go out there. And then you come back, turn it in, you get your experience points, and then it turns, now I'm going to teach you how to make a defensive up bonus potion. Oh, okay, how do I do that? You got to go on another hunt. Ah, okay, so you go do that, you turn it in. Oh, yes, good job. I see that also I'm going to teach you how to make an attack plus bonus potion. Oh, go on a hunt. It's that kind of shit for everything, and I'm just like, I'm over it. And then when you do launch into the world with four other players at maximum, I, I did like how they did their loadout thing right before you go in. It tells you, okay, this is the monster you're hunting, this is what they're prone to, you know, like strengths and weaknesses, etc. so you can adapt on the fly. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Um, So you load in or whatever, and the world itself, it some of the level designs look cool, but it's so fucking dead. It's so empty. It's literally, we just dropped you almost like on a floating piece of land, and you run, kill monster, and you leave. And that's it. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, there's nothing. It's not like Monster Hunter World where there's so much life in it, you know, so much beauty, and it's ever-changing. And, you know, you fight these monsters, you cut off parts, but there's no different animations that I notice too much into it. Like with Monster Hunter, you cut off someone like a tail. It's very, it's very visible. Um, monsters get tired or they get enraged. Same thing with this idea and concept. Um, but yeah, I'm sitting there trying to set traps and stuff. And I was trying to like jump and hit the monster to see if I can mount him. And I'm like, oh, okay. So basically what Dauntless is, it's a game where it's a, a half-baked version of Monster Hunter. That's literally what it is. And I wonder how many people are giving them feedback of like, just do this, add this, add that, and they will down the road. But it's just ideas from Monster Hunter World. Um, that's kind of just the impression I got from it. So yeah, it's just a half-baked version of Monster Hunter with like a lot less fun. A lot less fun, I should say. And I do miss that idea with like Monster Hunter where you're hunting a target and you have to track it. And you do that here. Um, but all the collectibles you get along the way, there's so much different stuff. There's so much things you you learn in the Slinger uh, future and Monster Hunter is so 
well done where you're grappling or you're shooting at monsters and it's just so cool and you can attract other monsters or scare them away it's just like all these cool mechanics that are all baked into one experience and then oh wait here comes another monster and now they've engaged now they're aggro shit's hitting the fan i'm watching jurassic park people like it's all these like holy shit this is amazing i've never felt or seen anything like this in a video game to me that's what monster hunter world does you know even with their more eastern um asian looking style that they do which is not my cup of tea per se but i felt like the armor sets there was a lot of them or yeah there was a lot of them in weapons that i'm like oh this is really good the controls and the the combat in itself is very i don't know it just feels very basic there's combos you can do but it's like two three sets or whatever and i did use the one hammer weapon and i actually really like that one i thought they did a really good job i was like oh this is cool i'm enjoying this but everything else was just super duper basic um they have dual wielding guns i was excited about using but again very very basic surface level it's like just shoot okay you have two abilities that's it keep it moving and that's the idea you get these mats you craft new gear higher levels you empower them up and you know stuff like that like i get the grind of it and that's their it's gameplay loop and that's fine like i am used to that kind of stuff so i'm not going to heart harbor too much on it or i'm not going to put it to the ringer too much on that regard but it's done in such a simple way and I think the games that if you break them down, you're like, what's your gameplay loop? Okay, we've seen this before. The great developers or the really good developers are able to mask that and, and kind of confuse you and string you along a little bit along the way. So um, should you play Dauntless? I don't. Go ahead, I guess. I guess if you're cheap or you don't have Game Pass, go ahead and it may... I mean, honestly, I played this. I was bored. And all it wanted to do was make me fire up Monster Hunter World and play that instead. Um, because I just experienced the McDonald's version of it and I want the five guys version. So that's exactly the, the, pretty much the comparison I can give it. Um, so yeah, should you play it? No, like it's a fucking piece of shit. It's ugh, so, uh, brain dead. It's just, uh, yikes. Sorry about that. People a phone call interrupts and just ends my recording. I need to stop talking and I need to start using the fucking iPad or get that all set up or something. I don't know if that thing can run Anchor. It's so old, but I'm willing to give it a shot because this is bogus. So apologies for that interruption. But yeah, back to my Dauntless rant. Um, should you play Dauntless now? I, I wouldn't recommend it unless you just like don't value your time or you hate yourself or you have friends that maybe friends or family that you play with routinely that just don't like you and they just want to see what it looks like to make you suffer. I mean, it's definitely that would be more entertaining than playing this game. Um, but yeah, if you got Game Pass, just please go download monster hunter world if this is like scratching any itches with you and you want like a gourmet version of it go on game pass download play monster hunter world yes you can thank me later there's a reason why i put it at my number well it's technically my number two spot for game of the year last year um right behind divinity uh, 2 as well as god war 4 um so yeah just it's so basic basic bitches anyhow so yeah there's there's dauntless for you have fun with that free-to-play crap anyways um so but let's let's end on a positive note positive note i like positive notes believe it or not i'm not always a pessimist my next review is about a game that i got to spend quite a few hours with yesterday and loved every fucking second of it and i cannot recommend this game highly enough it is a little game on call or a little game called Void Bastards. Uh, it was teased, I believe, at last year's E3. 
Um, it's finally come out on Game Pass. It's from an indie team that's sort of, you know, situational, if you will. Um, there are people that worked on Bioshock and System Shock on this project, and some call it a spiritual successor. I guess I kind of see that, but not really. I mean, maybe I'm just missing certain details. However, this game is utterly brilliant, and as soon as I'm done recording this episode and I get it up, I know what I'm doing for the rest of the evening, and the only time I'm going to take a break is when I need to go make dinner, uh, because that's how much I've been jonesing to play this game, um, or continue to play this game, and again, a lot of time with it. Um, what is Void Bastards? It's where to start with this game. It is a first-person shooter, um, and the idea behind it is, or the story, I, I should say, is you are a convict, or you're a convict, a part of this like company that houses convicts if you will so when you die a new convict takes your place and they have amazing little humors that they do because when you die you restart at the beginning of the map and you're going through this journey to find these parts in the story and and what have you it's a galaxy map so you have food you have fuel but don't think of it like survival it's not like that um well take that back it kind of is but it's not over the top it's not in your face you don't have to stop playing the game you know, and take a, a 20 second to 30 second break because you have to access a, a sub menu to eat and drink. Fuck that shit. Um, it's not like that, whatever, or whatsoever. However, when you traverse or you travel to a new derelict spaceship that's out in the space in this universe, it does cost you like one food and one fuel to get there. And depending how much you travel, each time you do a turn, it's that. So once you find a ship, it tells you, kind of gives you an idea what's on there. You board, and it's randomly generated maps, um, several different enemy types that are just so fucking weird and unique and cool, and I love it. Um, also, too, on the right-handed side, when you do load in, it tells you, the gamer, that, hey, this is, um, this, like, for example, this level is completely dark. And when they say dark, they're not fucking joking. So that was just like these cool little, ah, there's a word for it and I can't think of it right now off the top of my head. There's just like these rolls of the dice of like little, or modifiers, there we go, that are on the level. Now you too also as a player can also get permanent modifiers as well. So for example, on my journey I came across um, on the space map, there was like, it looked like a little gene logo. So I went to it like, what's this? And I passed through and it gave me this special ability um, to, I believe this one was to run, or no, to run faster, but then there's, and that was kind of it, and I was like, okay, that's cool. On a randomly generated ship that I was on, I came across a chamber that also gave me a gene spice. So I said, oh my god, this is ridiculous. No one calls or texts me all freaking day, and then right in the middle of recording, everybody and their mom calls me. This is ridiculous. Very, very professional outfit I have here, as you can see. Yeah, iPad's getting set up this weekend. Um, so with that said, um, try to remember where I was. Um, yeah, so we had this this game, Void Bastards. Is I came across this chamber, like a gene chamber, and I selected um, faster reload for my handgun. And because of that, there was a subsection or a, a negative ability that's passive and permanent that happened to that current convict that I was playing as and I became like a four foot midget so everything was lower I was like what the hell is this and it's it's wacky it's crazy but it's it's done in a smart fun way if that makes sense it's not lazy shit that's done and I mean the humor behind it is very reminiscent a little bit of like fallout if you will I kind of definitely got those vibes a little bit of borderlands but a lot more clever um 
and that's exactly what this is so you go through and you're on this journey and they have a and i don't want to spoil it or anything like that of what you're doing it's 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 just so well done it's so much love and attention is paid to it and it's so much fun to play um so you go through you die rinse and repeat if that's the case and everything and um i know there's more about this game that i'm totally forgetting at the moment that's slipping along this is what happens when you have interruptions people but yeah void bastards it just is awesome and also yeah when you get a new convict there's passive abilities regardless of the gene machine you experience that are to you so like my first character he had a passive trait where when you're stealthily going across he would cough randomly so that would alert enemies but you go into a ship and you can go and find the security system to turn it down you can hack turrets you go through oh you can turn off the power turn it on um, to kind of mess with certain people, lock doors, and you have merits, which is like your credits. So you can come across certain um, basically like storage devices that you have to give money to. And there's also other random loot that's free. And these are all crafting materials. So you take these crafting mats and you build new equipment that makes your guy better, stronger, and you hope the survival. And I do love the aspect too that when you die, I've died a couple times. Um, a new convict loads in you restart but then there's like the joke of like oh here's some equipment to get you started and yes it was created by a prior convict and no they didn't die they just retired and it's like just this very it's just very intelligent humor funny and it's just fun it's a fun game and the artistic style on this game oh it's cell shaded which is a style that i personally love and adore um but the art direction is that of like comic book 70s sci-fi and it's just looks so good it's so much fun to it and i i hope you give it a try um i believe it's 20 bucks by itself however again if you have game pass it's part of that subscription so definitely check it out again it's called void bastards um they did such a great job with it and, and even like the the equipment you can build is stuff like oh you build this machine to help you find materials that you pin that you're looking for to like make this other piece of equipment if you will so that other equipment being hey here's a vest that gives you more health or you take more bullet damage and then there's modifiers or like spin-offs attached to each one of those that you have to find throughout your journey and they do have this one character type that i love i think it's called stows if i remember correctly they're just like these huge uh dr frankenstein's creation looking guys and they're almost next to impossible to kill and they're like try to avoid them i did run into one on the first level and i was able to get him into an airlock and lock the airlock on him and boom i launched him out of it it was fucking awesome it was like oh cool it's like just so good i think they gave me an achievement for that too um but yeah there's just like all these really cool unique aspects to it i think my only critique or criticism about the game so far is i wish there was some kind of melee system to it it's all gunfire i would really have liked that or give me more elaboration on stealth killing where maybe i can just do a stealth kill on something just give me more a couple more mechanics to kind of balance things out because when like you run out of ammo which you know you've got to be selective and i get why they did that shit hits the fan like it is crazy like i'm sprinting around the ship because when you sprint people can hear you the enemies and that attracts them so when that's all going you know through the roof and i'm just like what the hell's going on what do i do you know and i'm just getting shot up to smithereens so i'm sure that's by design but i don't think like them not having a melee or a stealth mechanic is I just don't know why they wouldn't have it. I think you still get the suspense and and the intensity 
of this game and what it brings out and everything like that so yep void bastards absolutely check it out um at this point i would recommend buying it full price that's how much i'm enjoying it um but again i'm also coming through the lens of game pass as i experience it and i think it's definitely worth checking it out there so whew, with that said guys that is going to do it for this week's video game focus episode of the haven podcast I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I enjoyed making it. And thank you so much for putting up with my clear lack of unprofessionalism. I don't mean my cursing um, with all the edits and stops and goes and all that shit. So thank you for putting up with me in that. Um, as always, if you do like those interruptions or even if you just like what you heard or if you're eh, about it, lots of ways you can help support the podcast if you so choose. Um, and if you would kindly want to tell any friends or family about it, um, that's awesome. I would definitely appreciate it. And also, you can go ahead, comment, like, subscribe, rate, review, all that shit. I need a fucking shower every time after that line um, as well. And I would definitely greatly appreciate it. It definitely helps the podcast in a lot of lot of ways. So, um, And then also, too, get involved with us. Um, lots of ways to do that. You can send your listener questions to thehavenpc at gmail.com. You can connect with us on our official Instagram page. You can even send an audio question via Anchor. Um, even if you don't have the Anchor app, and you're not listening it through that, there should be a link on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, all that. Click on it, send me a voicemail. I'll be happy to go over your questions. I love the interactions. So you guys have been doing pretty good about it lately, um, but definitely keep it going. You know, I definitely want to start doing more of a consistent segment on it, but I don't want it to be awkward when I go week from week and I, you know, I'm like, oh, I have no questions this week. No listener questions. This is, uh, no one wants to ask me anything. <laughs> so anywho check that out and then also absolutely if you're into streaming check us out on mixer i did like a quick thing of dauntless the servers were shit oh that was the other thing about that game too like server times were i had no trouble logging in but i know countless people that had to wait a very long time to get in and i mean that's what happens when you go free to play y'all so (laughs) um with that said um keep an eye out for next week's episode because it is going to be that this year's Havens podcast full E3 preview extravaganza blowout. I do not know if that's the official name. I am making words up and stacking them on top of each other. Well, next to each other as I go. Um, so with that said, check that out. And then I'm also going to have my review for a game that we are going to start playing this evening, which I'm very excited about a little game called Warhammer chaos bane releases at 9 p.m tonight um cannot wait to play that and tell you guys all about it um i hope it's great i mean it's diablo with a warhammer skin and story it it cannot be bad right oh why did i just say that i probably just jinxed it but anywho thank you all so much yet again hope you have an amazing weekend uh thank you for listening all that jazz take care of you guys and i will talk to you this upcoming monday